Ron is reminding us of why we're here, and it's, and it's not mm-hmm. to talk about games and COVID. Um, uh, talk, uh, talk about Star Wars. Oh. Talk about Star Trek. Lucky, lucky, Jedi arriving. Treaty Senator. I am the Senate. This is the way. Alright, hello, it's 2021, it's January, it's the 1st of the year, and we are back here again, duly appointed to talk to each other about Star Wars and nothing else, which will please um so there's seven of us here today we've got uh, myself ricky tony ron alex uh <laughs> on a blank. um matt and will um oh, my memory is so terrible and so hello, fellow senators hello hello everybody and hello. we have a you uh Usual gender. We should we should do the Star Wars since last um, month uh, thing first, which might go on a bit actually this year, given this month, given that we've had Christmas since then. Um, but then I thought we'll, we'll start looking at the all those new uh, future Lucasfilm projects, Star Wars stuff that was announced um, since last time out. We didn't discuss because we were too busy with Mandalorian. Um, and what was the other thing I put down? Oh yes, speaking of Mandalorian, there was the um, the season two gallery thing, which I don't know if everybody's seen or not. I was probably the first one who, of the lot, the group to see it last time. I was, I watched it on Christmas Day, um, so uh, hopefully everybody's seen that tour by now. Partially. So, partially. Well, that's better than nothing. Um, so we will do a, a usual round table and uh, try and keep it relatively brief so that we get time to talk about everything else um, and discuss uh, Star Wars interactions, uh, goodies, uh, merchandises and stuff like that since last month round. And we shall start with the first person on the list, which for me is Ricky. Hello. OK. Um Recently, my brother got, uh, and he was lucky enough to get a Xbox Series X, so I did encourage him to download uh, Jedi Fallen Order, so he's been playing that, and so he actually got me back into playing Battlefront 2 online, which I hadn't touched in months, and so, uh, yeah, we spent like a good three hours last week um, just playing uh, Heroes vs. Villains, and I just forgot how fun that game was, like, the, you know, to play online um, with people. Obviously, it's funner having somebody else that you know to play with. But uh, yeah, that that's been pretty pretty fun doing. Um, didn't really get much Star Wars stuff for Christmas. Um, probably because I have everything. Pretty much that I can need. Um, yeah, no, not really. Um, and that's pretty much been it. Just been playing that, and um, you know, continuing the Clone Wars marathon or the entire franchise marathon. Um, we're on the episodes with young Corky and his aunt and the poisoning of the children. So that's fun holiday times. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's been pretty much it. I can't think of anything else that, uh, been doing. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Ricky. We're moving along. We're moving along the line. Uh, Tony. 
Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New let's, Year. Happy New Year. So let's see, uh, what have I been up to since we last spoke? Uh, Christmas, Star Wars yeah, wise, not was... Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> 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 got time Christmas, for everything. Christmas was not very Star Wars-y, uh, but I did get the uh, art of the Mandalorian book, which is very nice. Uh, been paging through that one, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. Stuff we've seen, you know, at the end, uh, the end credits, but, you know, there's other... Uh, articles and things in there but yeah yeah it's a good book uh been uh, continuing our rebels rewatch we're finishing up season two and what else and i think that's it. oh uh let's see comiXology you know i do i do the digital comics i don't buy the, the physical copies so they had a they've been having like end of the year sales and i picked up a bunch of uh star wars adventures comics that uh you know i didn't have uh they were very cheap, so I said, why not? Uh, so those are fun. Yeah, yeah, those are always good to, to page through. Um, and I think that's it. That's about it. So not much, but you know, there's always a little something. Okay, okay. I'm just actually looking at. I just made a note of that comment. So, do you want to have a look at the UK one and see what the deal is? Okay. Uh, Rom. Hello, Rob. Yeah, hello. Happy New Year, uh, fellow yeah, senators. Yeah. Happy, uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, my Christmas haul um, in the posted in the chat. Um, it's always easy Christmas being a Star Wars fan, so whatever is given to me is always most welcome. I think some of that is doubles, but there's a couple of new things. I didn't have any tiki mugs, so I'm quite uh, pleased to have a geeky tiki R2 uh, tiki mug. That's kind of cool. Nice couple of salt and pepper things there, is it? As well. Those aren't Star Wars. Those are just. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to go after. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Go on. Uh, the the two books um, haven't cracked into them, but the, those were a nice haul. The Rebel Files and the Smugglers. Wow. Um, Smuggler's Bounty, I forget what the Smuggler's one's called and then uh, because of COVID times uh, sure, you have to have one of these someone found a very cool Star Wars mask and hooked me with that so I now have another Star Wars mask uh, to go for these trying, trying times um, cool. so yeah that, that, that was, it was a fun Christmas um, but yeah, I'm I'm done with it. We're done with wearing the masks. So I'm happy to have a cool Star Wars mask, but oh, I'm so over wearing oh, yeah. masks, but have to wear them. So at least I can stay uh, cool. It, wearing the Star Wars mask, though, uh, recently on a um, small little trip. And I will say wearing the Star Wars mask does generate its number of, um, oh, cool mask. And then you have some interactions and then find people that have just walked, you know. See, that's why I haven't bought one yet. <laughs> Oh, no. See, I get, I get all sorts of walks of life asking me, oh, have you seen The Mandalorian? So, yeah, I get to interact with them and find out the. I'm always interested in the younger people and, and their foray into Star Wars. And invariably, at least the three people that I sort of quasi on the spot quickly interviewed or whatever, their dad, their parents got him into it. And then they, you know, fell in love with it or came to enjoy it kind of thing, whatever. So, yeah, that, that seems to be a reoccurring theme that if they are Star Wars fans, that they, they seem to have started with the OT, at least in my recent small sample. Of, of of younger 20 somethings maybe late 20s early 30 folks yeah i still want to meet okay i keep saying this every so i still want to meet somebody who's got into star wars purely through the sequel trilogy oh i think, I think they're going to be young, really interesting this, i mean they're out there obviously but it'd be nice sure. to uh to, to meet them both they may not be young they could be old of course um could be any age group but it'd be nice to meet somebody who come in through that avenue okie dokie right we we'll move on uh alex hey hey hey, <laughs> hey. sorry um, there he is <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey 
Um, so I, you know, Star Wars wasn't very Star Warsy. Uh, I mean, Christmas wasn't very Star Warsy. My wife, well, actually, my wife got me a pajama set, which is pretty awesome. But I, I, let me take back what I said about it not being very Star Warsy. Secret Santa sent me a model. And by Secret Santa, I mean, uh, you know, our friend William, our mutual friend William, sent me a model of of the Death Star attack. And so this this is the thing. Can you guys see this? Oh, progress. This, I opened up the I opened up the box and it's stack after stack after stack of of Death Star surface. And you know, I should have. Uh, it's two pages. <laughs> Actually, it's it's one pamphlet. Right? Are you gonna get back to that with your Ewing, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. I, I, there are different scales, but this, you know, I'm always amazed by the vastness of Star Wars and how big things are. When you see these in um in the movie, Gun turret, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you you yeah. don't realize how. This is to scale. How big they are. Well, yes. You're, yeah, you're going to need so, a couple hundred Geonosians to help you put that together. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then I'll wipe them out. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is, this is the, this is the model, you know, compared to my finger, this is how just like human scale. Wow. But, but when yeah. you have these towers in comparison oh, to, yeah, the, the, so it's the all in, in, in uh, scale to each other. Yeah. yeah. So, so if the X-wing is the size of the length of a bus, or yeah. maybe a, a long limo, this thing must be at least in real life must be at least ten stories tall, because yeah. th- it's without the turret. Yeah. So that's that's my Star Wars thing, and uh, so it's actually, awesome. What's the actual end result? Is it just the, the I say just is it the trench run kind of scene? Yeah, yeah. It came with one ship. Um, you think it's a trench uh, run, or is it more like a surface run? It looked like it was going to be a surface run in the ship flying. Well, the way that they, the way that they, um, it looks on the box. There's a, a, a floor and then a wall. Yep. So cool. Very I, cool. I, yeah, yeah. So I, that was a nice. Get to paint any of it, do you? I don't know, dude. I mean, it, the surface is gray, right? Yeah. That's what I was saying. That I just thought that. I thought, what a stupid question. No, no, no. It's a, no. It's not a stupid I mean, question because there's. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know how I'm gonna do it because it, I don't have paintbrushes that small. I might use ink pens or or something to to get people into the in there. yeah into the little nooks and crannies and stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna try and see if this might be the day that no, this might be the time that I use um, what's that called? Fiber. Fiber uh, optics. Yes. I may get a couple of fiber optic wires and hook them up into the engines and into the um, oh, cool. into the into the cannons, you know, green and magenta. It's like pretty cool to like uh, use some lighting and take some nice pictures with that. Make yeah. It look- yeah, yeah, it's like they did with the Razor Crest when they showed that uh, video at Celebration and they had the LEDs inside. Yeah. Inside the engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh. So that was a nice surprise, and that was, you know, I'm. I'm you know, I, I think uh, <clears throat> I think that made my uh, my Christmas. Oh, so you, awesome. I was you started that the, because just... the U-wings finished, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dot dot dot. 
<laughs> I'm getting there. Well, mm, I could bring something else up, Rob, but I won't. Uh, yeah, but I haven't, gotten another, I haven't gotten another unopened thing. No. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, or, um, uh, moving on. Okay. Okay, uh, well, we'll move on then. Um, Matt, do you want to say anything? Don't have to. Hello? Um, yeah, it's your moment. Oh, my moment, okay. Uh, well, I was meant to read Aftermath, but I haven't touched it since last month. Um, and that's pretty much it. Back to you. Right, thank you very much. <laughs> a man of, a man, a man of few words. Exactly. Yeah. Well done. Uh, who's next? There's somebody else. Oh, Will. Yeah. It's just changed yeah, the order. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. No sweat. No sweat. Um, I, I actually, I should just say, I was just returning a favor to Alex um, for the, the Death Star kit because he sent me earlier in the fall, he sent me a um, really cool, a couple of really cool three um, models for Legion. And so <laughs> the shipping to my neck of the woods is often expensive, especially from the U.S. So I'd say <laughs> the materials that he spent was take that and multiply it by 10 to, for the shipping that he's probably spent to get to me. So I felt like I should have uh, returned the favor. So thanks to Alex for the for the models for Legion. But, um, but yeah, hopefully you guys had a good uh, Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, I did have a good Christmas, uh, Star Wars-wise. Um, I have a lot of family members, uh, uh, extended family, and of course I'm the uh, Star Wars guy in the fa- in the family. So I get dumped on all the good Star Wars uh, merchandise at Christmas time. So I did get some books. Uh, I did get Tony mentioned the uh, Art of Mandalorian. I did 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 get that one as well. Um, I've got some Legion stuff again. And um, how's that? Uh, fin- how's that lightsaber? The lightsaber book, how's that? Yeah, that one's awesome. I should post some pictures of that one. That was it was really cheap too. It wasn't wasn't that expensive. It goes through. It it picks like uh, maybe there's like a hundred characters there and their lightsabers, and it, sh- it shows them in great detail. Hmm. And there's a nice index in there. So yeah, I'll, I'll post some pictures of that so you guys can take a look at it. It's yeah, I've been the, waiting to pick um, that one up. Yeah, it's the, the the shape of the book is more horizontal than anything, so I, I guess it suits the, the the form factor of the lightsaber. But uh, that one's pretty cool. Um, I did I did finish my 4K uh, Star Wars collection of movies, um, and I've actually started going through those now. We as family we got the PS5, so we finally watch 4K movies. So yeah, I've been going through those. I watched the prequels first, and we're up to Solo now. So would you great. say noticeable? Yeah, for me it is. Really? Yeah. Um, if my mom <laughs> if my mom watched it, she was like, oh that's some sharp picture. Because she wouldn't, she wouldn't. Uh, I, I will say this. I'll give you an example. So in, and Alex knows this example already. But in Revenge of the Sith, there's a scene where um, Anakin and Obi Wan uh, enter Grievous's hangar, and um, it's the scene where he says, you know, I sense Count Dooku, and Obi Wan says, I sense a trap, and next move, spring the trap, and spring when, the trap. yeah, and when Anakin moves towards Obi Wan, Obi Wan has this, you know, goofy look on his face. But Anakin raises his eyebrows and does this very, you know, wry grin. And I never noticed that before. I, I could never read that uh, emotion from the, from the actor before until I seen it in 4K. Now, you might even be able to pick it up, but I just thought it was such detail in 4K. It was just, it was awesome for me. Like I, like I said, some people, eh, they might say, meh, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. But if you look at some of the things like the Naboo stuff, the Mustafar, the Coruscant City skylines, like there's just so much detail in, so in the stuff. Yeah. 
Do you yeah, have a high-end so, uh, 4K uh, rig? You have a high-end 4K TV, or yeah, just, uh, we got a we got a Sony Bravia. I think it's X850. I think it is is the model number. I'm not sure. I can't so remember. not ju- not just a 4K TV, just to have a 4K TV, but you do have a, a decent one. It sounds like it's cool. Yeah, I've often wondered it, um, and appreciate the info. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but for sure, no, I um, like I said, I'm thoroughly enjoying those uh, those uh, those 4Ks definitely. And the, the last thing I wanted to mention, and it's sort of Star Wars adjacent. Uh, I think I've already posted in the group, but I'm playing this game on my on the PS5. It's called Ghost of Tsushima. And like I said to many people, if you ever wanted to role oh, yeah, play yeah. As, as a samurai, oh man, it's just a beautiful game, and it's all about honor and nobility. And you can easily uh, extrapolate how Lucas was watching these samurai movies and just thinking about Jedi and the galaxy far, far away. It's just a beautiful game, and I'm just addicted to it. Yeah, that game's on my list. What was it for called sure. again? It's called Ghosts of Tsushima, and it's about it's it's in the 13th century. And it's when the Mongols, Mongols invade um, the island of Tsushima. And uh, I won't give you give away too much more than that, but it's it's definitely the hero's journey. And it's all about, like I said, it's all about honor and nobility. And, and uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful game. Cool. Did you um, notice anything different? Do you have Disney Plus, William? We do, like, yeah. Is, there, the, is the 4K like significantly different on disc than on uh, watching it on streaming? Again, I would say yes. It's 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 a marginal difference. Uh, I I do I did compare. I did did a compare and contrast <clears throat> the other night, and it is a marginal difference. I find things are a little bit sharper, a little bit clearer running from the disc um, versus the the, the Disney Plus. So in the compare contrast, you can see it. But do you think if you were watching it and somebody said, "Oh, we're watching 4K Star Wars," but you don't know if it's disc or streaming, do you think you'd be able to tell which is which? I don't think I don't think I would. I noticed so I've I've done like looking at looking looking at the two of them and I noticed one thing that the that the difference between the two of them is sometimes the color palette is a little bit different between four K mm. between the, the Disney Plus and the um and the streaming. Like it's it's like a different color for, for skin and, and textures and stuff like that. Interesting. Wasn't it that like a Disney Plus, I think, or or maybe it's the PlayStation. One of those doesn't have the HDR, you know. Uh, the, yeah, I know what you're saying. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. you should say or like that. Dolby, or Dolby Vision or one of those. Like one of those doesn't yeah. have it at the moment. I think I don't remember if it's Disney Plus yeah, or PlayStation. I, I think or so. so that might be the the reason for the color difference. Yeah, one one thing I noticed is before I was anticipating getting the the, the 4K Blu-rays. And I switched on at HDR, so that might be skewing my results as well, um, because yeah. be- before I didn't have that on, and I now have it on. So I, I should really go back and do. Uh, <laughs> I need to do this a bit scientifically, and uh, maybe switch that back off, and then then kind of look at it. Yeah, because the, the HDR, HDR is supposed to make the colors pop, so that they do. Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, does the 4K disc have um, the McClunky and a New Hope? Is it that version? Haven't gotten there yet, but I, I would imagine so. Oh. I would imagine so. Oh yes. Okay. Mm. Excellent. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just I'm just also as you were talking, I was talking, I wasn't listening. I was just looking at comics on the jig mm-hmm. as well. We were just talking about that before yeah. we started about so, comics, digital comics. I don't, comics know, I don't know if Marvel. He's, if he's Marvel Blu-ray and he's on Star Wars on, on comics. <laughs> I'm, I'm so past. Yeah, you're, <laughs> Yeah, I ain't got Blu-ray. Yeah, I think I might just skip, I think I might just well, skip Blu-ray. You know, so maybe well, 4K is. It's 4K, 4K. It's 4K like Blu-ray Plus sort of thing. I've lost the uh, plot here. Do you just 
is it technically Blu-ray Plus? 4K? Well, 4K, they call it Ultra HD, right? Oh, it's, it's, the uh, resolution is, it's actually sure. a, a DVD Plus Plus. <laughs> so what's Blu-ray then? DVD Plus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean each each subsequent uh, thing is is, is, is know, a plus is a plus. Yeah, I mean we could be like laser disc plus plus plus. VHS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is going <laughs> on? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, right, and uh, for myself, I did actually. As, as people will know, I just actually get some Star Wars swag myself for Christmas. And it is, of course, the uh, the Rise of Skywalker official dictionary. I have actually got it. So you can hear it. Oh, uh, video's on. Video's on. Can you see me? So, yes. You can see me? Yeah. So, anyway, just to, just proof. I'm not just taking stills from oh, somebody else's um, <laughs> stuff here, which I could do. Uh, I just need to think of you just talking about lightsabers, Will. Because um, you've got Ray's, Ray's uh, lightsaber and that good stuff. And I was, I was looking at that, I was thinking, it's got blade length adjust as one of the settings on her. Yes. Um, that's actually Sky, it's actually um, Luke's saber, I think, that one, isn't it? I think. I, yeah, I which, remember. Have we ever seen anybody ever adjust the lightsaber size? In Rebels. Is oh, yeah, Rebels. Yeah. Did really? They? Yeah, Kanan talks to Ezra about it. Well, he wow. talks to Ezra, but he doesn't actually... He, no, he does it. He actually does he it. Does, it. it oh. They're joking, yeah. They're joking mm-hmm. about Ezra's height. And um, they're on top of the ghost. It's like the fourth or fifth episode into the series. I was going to say, it's, it's early the... in the series, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Then he shows uh, them how to uh, change out the AAA batteries that are in there. <laughs> <laughs> you just got me thinking. I was just thinking, about, I was just thinking about lightsabers. I mean, do all lightsabers... Obviously, they have the on-off switch. Because obviously, that'd be stupid. Um, but when, but what other kind of buttons and stuff? Do all lightsabers have the same kind of buttons on? They all have blade length adjustments and uh, you know, so, FM radio built in. Yoda's is smaller, and one of Ahsoka's sabers is smaller than the other. So yes, yeah. But I mean, terms I'll of learn buttons, something new every day. I just thought they were all the same, or not all the same length. But when you turned it on, it was whatever length it was. Like Ahsoka had a short one and a long one. I didn't realize you could change change the length. I also remember learning recently, or not recently, but a while back, that there's like a sparring mode. So like when they're when they're yeah. practicing against each other, you can not slice, you know, accidentally get a good <laughs> shot in and slice somebody's arm off or something. I did not work? know that. Yeah, oh. I did not know that. It works. Wow. <laughs> you left the safety down, Ezra. <laughs> you saw <laughs> Ron just did his best, uh, his best L337 well, that, well, uh, imitation. I, 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 yeah, I, I held back the trust me. <laughs> but is that, I mean, is, is that every, not every lightsaber is like that has a sparring button. Like, it's like, well, like it's weapons, but you've got the lightsaber book. Uh, they'll have to oh, well, yeah, exactly. yeah, have to get that one next. next Senate, night. yeah. <laughs> you have to show me some photos and stuff from it, uh, Will, at some yep. point. Oh, well. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, I, Stephen, I, I love this. I, I love, I love that you're talking about lightsabers because it's one of the things that, you know, I, I've always said that Star Wars is iconic in so many ways, not because of one thing, but because of so many things that introduces into sci-fi, right? So you got the Star Destroyer, you got a, a mm-hmm. planet destroying. Uh, battle station you have x-wings that open into battle configuration you have um tie fighters that run on twin ion engines you have the force you have sith you have all these things 
But as far as lightsabers, it's one of those things that is so relatable and understandable, yet so freaking exotic. And, you know, when 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 you have these characters in universe and every lightsaber is different, I imagine that Kylo Ren's lightsaber does not have uh, a training mode. You know what I'm saying? I, I I think that his emitter probably has no doesn't take into account the potential that the crystal might explode at any moment. So maybe the dark side users don't uh you know, if he dies, he dies. They have that kind of mentality. Versus um, you know, Ahsoka who might want to train a Padawan at some point and, and can blade adjust and, and activate parrying mode and stuff like that. So but um, just I remember very early on, you know, when when I was getting to Star Wars, that lightsaber was my my brother um, pointed out that one of the things, one of the nuances that he found about the lightsaber was when Ben Kenobi says, you know, your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, and he gives Luke Skywalker the, the Anakin hilt. Luke. Um, I guess maybe Mark. I'm trying to figure out if it's a production issue or if it's um if it's a in canon thing. Luke holds out the lightsaber, arm's length, holds it sideways and activates the blade, right? And it comes, it shoots up, right? But there's a, a heaviness when the blade activates. You can see his hand kind of dip a little bit towards the blade. And I was like, wait, he, my brother was saying, if this is a, a, a thing of light, then how does it have weight? And I was like, you know what, That's maybe it's not light. Maybe it's plasma. Maybe, you know, trying to find a real, a real world explanation for it. But then in one of the games or one of the books, I think it was Cal Katarn or Corrin Horn was walking through some, some dark area and he could not use the lightsaber as a light source. So it was like a magical thing that just appeared to cut things, cut through almost anything, but it didn't give off light. So it was a lightsaber in name only, right? So that kind of stuff is just fascinating to me. You know, like like you were, you have a picture of Ray's um, lightsaber after TLJ and it's broken in half. It looks like you could see scar um, charring around the band where she she repaired it so she basically took a sleeve almost like the way that you would ex- uh, repair a, an exhaust pipe she took a sleeve put it over welded it and then bolted it and then put a piece of rubber around the activation button and tight. i was like <laughs> and i was like that is that is so practical isn't it, isn't it crazy how they both have like makeshift lightsabers you know like yeah. kylo ren's and then right. ray's like you know, they both yeah. left over together. Left, until, yeah, they both left have over crystals. things that they yeah. Is the is the dark saber in that book, Will? It is. It is right. indeed. Does, does it say much about? I mean, do you look? You look at every time you look at it in 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 the cartoons and also in in Mandalorian stuff. It's got that sort of. It's like a river of flowing down it, isn't it? It's sort of like a mirror. Yeah, it's not a solid. Yeah, it's not a solid blade. It seems to be just like energy contained. And that, that's where the power comes from. It's like when you hold it and it 
shifts you back. It's like, you know, turning on a really powerful light bulb or light switch or something like that. It's, it's all that energy you're trying to harness. Like That's interesting. In your hands. That's something I've never thought about until you said it, Annex. But, you know, what's, what is the difference in weight of a lightsaber, you know, lit and Annex, not lit? Kanan, I, mean, I think there's something to Lucas had a mindset of, of if you didn't know how to use it, if you weren't trained in it, yeah. it's supposed to be a, bro, a heavy sword and, and, and feel heavy. And I kind of think that's why in, in The Force Awakens, you see Rey when she pulls it up. It, it, it's kind of heavy for her. You know, she, she's wielding it. And, and I, even Finn, I think, when he uses it, I kind of think it's it's sort of acted upon that it's a very heavy thing in their hands versus once you get trained with it you can flit around like a soaker obi-wan anakin you know you it's you you're able to wield it properly or you respectfully or, or you know knowledgeably so to speak so it's it's no longer as heavy in your hands uh, i seem to recall there's something to lucas having that sort of mindset in 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 how the sword would work whether he had that in 75 76 with with a new hope and how luke uh, you know turns it on for the first time and and being heavy in his hands or whatever uh, might be a little bit of that lucas uh, i think about it, that, ret- a lot of that scene is like the cut from putting the rotoscope you know yeah to work. yeah there's that too you get that jump yeah there is that that's 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 one of the that's one of the things right but i remember kanan telling ezra no no sabine Yep. When uh, Hera is like, hey, look, you know, if you're going to train her, train her properly. Give her a lightsaber. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's too dangerous. And she's like, I can handle it and so on. But he says um, that they want, she's like, it's heavier than it expect, than I expected it to be. And then he says, as they're parrying, he says something to the effect of uh, they want, they attract each other. The blades pull at oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. Is, is that, re- mm-hmm. is that... Do you think that was a, a mistake in storytelling? It's a bit like two magnets sort of stuff when you've got them. Right. Could it, but 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 I, I always felt that a, a, the energy like, well, of a lightsaber. Of, yeah. The energy well, I mean, of a lightsaber. I mean, how many movies have we seen where they cross blades and they're kind of just stuck there and they're like that is true. pulling at the same time? Yeah, they know? don't slide down like like two metal no. blades or two plastic blades in the yard, or whatever, where they you know constantly sliding down. I remember remarking about that about the lightsaber blade and the and the Beskar spear, or whatever, how it it doesn't doesn't slide down like it you would think it would in a, in a real world sort of situation, or whatever. So yeah, there's got to be something to the, uh, the attraction any... aspect, but when when they they connect, they connect and stay connected there. Is there anything in the book? That is oh, crazy. Like, Anything about <laughs> I haven't. I've just. I've just flicked through. Sorry, we're asking so all the far. questions now about the Bible of yeah. lightsabers. And- well, we can. We can. We can. We can uh, do a show and tell if you want. But I, I think we'd probably better best to discuss uh, to move on. But I mean, yeah, yeah I'll certainly send some uh, some pictures and and, and uh, you got get you guys an idea of what the book is all about for sure. You got me thinking now. Do lightsabers give off heat? Could you put a lightsaber on and keep warm? That is, look, holy, that changes. If you, if you put it in someone's arm or their chest, yes. <laughs> and they're oh, on yeah, fire. Yeah, I mean, Quite. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, on its own, does it give like, because like, if you move something that's got heat through air, then you've got that friction, haven't you? Well, on Fallen Order, in you can science, use anyway. the lightsaber as a flashlight. That's true. <laughs> you know, I always got the sense that not only, like, of the weight, but... Not, not that it's necessarily a weight to it, but maybe it's it's power. It's like a almost like a vibration sort of like when you yeah. hold a power tool, you know. Like uh, when, when you're holding a power tool, there's a weight to it, but then you turn it on, and then you obviously your arm's kind of like you gotta you gotta kind of get a tighter grip on it, you know. Like a so chainsaw. 
Yeah, you know, so I always felt it was more, um, not that it was a weight when you turned it on, but it was just the power that was coming from it. Yeah, you that know, makes, that, that makes, that works. Well, it's energy, energy's movement and trying to, yeah. you know, contain that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of the sense I got from it. Not so much, but I mean, maybe, maybe there's a weight to it, but I just always felt like it was that, it was the movement. It was whatever energy was coming out of it, the power from it that, you know, that made it a little more difficult to hold. Let them also, like, if you watch any like old movie that has like, uh, or even new stuff that has like, oh, I made the, I crafted the sword. It's perfectly balanced. You know, like once that blade yeah. comes out, it's just the weight. Hattori, Hattori Hanzo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like once that yeah, blade yeah. comes out, then you're distributing the weight. You know, there's a force at the at the end that wasn't there before, where you just had this heavy hilt, and now you have the heavy hilt, and then you have this energy balancing it out on the other side. So that could also shift the way it feels. You know, yeah. the 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 um the other thing that. You know, this is like all Stephen just triggered all my lightsaber questions. So I'm going to ask you guys <laughs> to help me out. Um, there's a point when um, when Darth Vader meets. Uh, he's like, you should not have returned. And uh, Obi-Wan's like only a master of evil, Darth. When they when they <laughs> Obi-Wan is trying to make it back to the to the to the Millennium Falcon. And he's kind of being stealthy and sneaky. And he looks down the corridor and Vader is just standing there, just waiting, waiting for him to, to, to approach him. And then when he sees him, you know, he gives up the ghost and Obi-Wan stands up to his full height and walks towards Vader. And they, they have the exchange. Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan turns on his lightsaber and it it's slow. Yeah, the blade doesn't say that. Yeah, that right. blade yeah. doesn't snap out. It's like. Right? Oil. Need more oil. <laughs> <laughs> oil can. Oil can. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's, at first I thought that was a fluke, but then in uh, ESB, when Darth Vader is waiting for Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Luke Skywalker, you don't necessarily see it, but you hear it. His, he, ex- he extends his blade. It doesn't snap out. It's like, and you don't see it. But it's almost like a threat display, right? Because like, and now you know, now words are are, are meaningless, and now we have to fight. So there's it's kind of like a visual, like he's unsheathing his sword, kind of. Effect yeah. So 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 is that something that that is is that uh, blade users or, or, or Jedi or, or Sith or you know anybody who uses a lightsaber is that like something that is traditionally meant to intimidate you know I think or, or is that just a style between, there's some kind of connection between the user and the kyber crystal since the, you know that is your crystal so it, it might feed off of like what you're doing i was going to make point. an old guy yeah. joke that it, you know it took him a while and then i and then i went to the well maybe he hadn't used it in a while that it takes a while but he just used it in rogue <laughs> one so how quickly did it light up in rogue one because it needs to be the same no he's i think he's talking about obese right no Vader's standing there with his lit so you're saying obi-wan's yeah, and ESB, yeah. Vader, um, Vader, it's you can, it's the silhouette, it's that 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 perfect, you know, uh, uh, iconic silhouette of Vader, and then the blade kind of extends from his weight. <laughs> I, li- I like what somebody said. I think it's Lucas in the early days thinking, yeah, it's kind of like an unsheathing, that it's a slow, yeah. drawn out sort a of samurai, sh- yeah, yeah a type samurai of unsheathing type. Yes. type of thing. 
but that got lost or got yeah wasn't thought about subsequently. And right, everything everything lights up real quick because if you think of but what like at, um, that, uh, at that point, it's or, a um, weapon, maybe. Which well, it could be that. that. Well, but how's it working? Like three Anakin and Obi Wan when they're fighting, they're like throwing them out really quick. You know, they're yeah, doesn't even know what's yeah. on them. What movie do they kill Snoke in? Because she throws him the lightsaber and he clicks it on, clicks it off real quick and stabs a guy in the eye. You know, yes. so, so Snoke's doing similar, won't you, Mando? And, and when, when he opens, uh, when when Skywalker, when Luke cuts off the, the Wampa's hand, I I guess it, it has to be a display type type of, yeah. because but he the activates thing is like, some dials on there. When, so. <laughs> In A New Hope, when when they're dueling, when Vader and Obi-Wan are dueling, there used to be, I don't know if they fixed that, but there used to be the effects, like, you could see, like, the Obi-Wan's rotoscope. Sa- yeah, the, it, his saber would kind of almost blink in and out, you know, like, like yeah. the... Yeah. When it was and pointing I think straight at says, the your, your, your powers are weak, old man, you know what I mean? So, I always uh... kind of figured it was like his, his saber just hadn't been used, or it was, you know, it was like old, or I don't know, something... I knew it was. I knew it had to do with the effects, but I just figured in story maybe it was something to do with just. Well, it took I us a while to learn the the effect aspect of the pointing straight at the screen. They didn't have a great way of doing it, or right. for it to work, kind of thing. But we did sort of interpret something to, because we, we tried to interpret everything into it. Or was, yeah, your power's a weak old yeah. man, and, and his blades fading out there. Something was. We, mm-hmm. we were looking for anything and everything back in the day. That's, but that's how beautiful is that, right? That we can take a a practical effect uh, deficiency and tie it into dialogue. That's... Well, to your point though, of, of, of the slow lightsaber extension, right. Do we see that anywhere else or is there something to that? Or was that just a, we got to chalk that up as a production thing in 76. I, I, I think it might be um, maybe I, it's maybe a lost of, of one of those lost techniques that, the the last two um, guys that use um, lightsabers in the original trilogy are the remnants of of the old Jedi Order. You know, it's one of those things where where it's lost to antiquity, where Rey will never reveal her lightsaber slowly. You know, where Kylo Ren. I like it, it, but we have Obi Wan in the Clone Wars, and and I don't think his always lit up slowly like that, like you're yeah. suggesting. So okay, okay. So so you know why and is why why then and he got sad in it. I think we're hard pressed to. I think we'd be <laughs> hard like, pressed. I like, the, I like the explanation that already given. I, I was got, my my explanation was going to be something like maybe it was just a viewing angle that you know, not obviously not not yeah. the production. I mean, there are a few perspectives that makes it look like and sound like it's it's extending slowly and that it's not actually. It's just the a visual illusion of sorts. Um, that if you look at it from a certain angle, that but, but, might look but sound like it's. But the the, the, the yeah. sound effect. Well, <laughs> Ricky got it right because if um, the way that uh, that Alec Guinness had to dis, um, to reveal his lightsaber was he basically pointed the end the end of the blade, which made it which had no reflective tape on it. And um, mm. slowly move his wrist so that he reveals. It looks like the blade is extending, but what he's actually doing is is reveal, um, exposing more of the reflective tape to yeah. the bright light that they had on set that was supposed to come off that um, that, so, that, that that screen. So it is from a point of view. If you look at it dead on, it's going to look. <laughs> 
literally it's going to look like it's on. So what about what about it could be something too where it depends on how you push the button. Like if you push well, it yeah. like softly, it'll go really slow. You know, <laughs> I, I I like to I like, you know? gently rub your just finger over it. it you know? <laughs> <laughs> or else they or else it gets the hose again. I'm telling you, if I was a Jedi, I would just turn off the other guy's lightsaber with my mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I've right. always, I always thought that that um, the way Obi Wan was able to point in this direction and make uh, stormtroopers hear something, I always felt that the the duel between Obi Wan and, and and Darth Vader on the Death Star was was just fraught. With them distracting each other that we didn't see, we couldn't hear, but they were just trying, doing their best to put things in each other's head to break their focus just long enough to be able to swing your lightsaber and cut the guy in half and stuff. So uh, to me, the lightsaber battle in A New Hope always had multiple dimensions, you know. So when uh, when Luke Skywalker meets Vader on, on Cloud City, I knew for sure I mean, not not just not 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 as a storytelling element, but as a kid watching, I was like, "There's no way Luke is going to survive this." But they can't kill him off. How's he going to get out of this? When he had him, you're you're beaten. Do not let yourself be destroyed. I was like, "What's Luke going to do?" And then Vader turns off his lightsaber and just starts getting into this kid's head, and I was like, "Oh man!" So look, it's. <laughs> Is we the technical aspect of all this stuff is is in you know in hindsight we look back and and we're like well there's there's a there's a point of view aspect to it but but so I cr- still I still remember that feeling you know what's yeah. in this, as a, I was gonna say oh. I was gonna say real quick as a way to maybe segue into uh, the Obi Wan show I'm wondering how the Obi Wan show. Uh, is going to shed new light on the A New Hope duel? Like, is it going to, you know, because I know they haven't wanted to go back and, and change the, the fight in any way, but I'm wondering, uh, like, with the new show, how is that going to make the fight, you know, the, the way that it's slower, you know, is something that's going to happen in Obi-Wan's show, especially if they do meet again, is that going to, you know, I guess make it more realistic. I guess in a sense, you know, that you, it is a slower mm, fight. You just you just read my mind is exactly what I was thinking because I, I like I said I watched Revenge of the Sith. I think it was yesterday, and I was just mm-hmm. looking at at the very end of that fight, and you know they're they're fairly evenly matched. But then if you refer back to the dialogue in A New Hope, he says to him, "Your powers are weak, old man," and he says, "Yeah, should not have come back." So I was thinking. Is, is Anakin, is, is Darth Vader going to trounce Obi-Wan? Like, is he really going to give him a run for his money? Like, or is are they well, going to be, again, once again, evenly matched? Because it's what? Is it only five years or ten years after Revenge of the Sith that this series takes place? Five? Uh, I think it's like ten. I was going to have to ten. get ten. So, and yeah. is, is he going to, like he said, when I left you, I was but the learner, but now I am the master. So is he referring to when he initially met him on Tatooine, or is he referring, when I left you, I was the learner. So when he left him was on Mustafar, which is it, right? Like, I'm I'm kind of curious, like, which what's the power levels there? Yeah, and the up? thing is, the thing is that on, on Mustafar, Obi-Wan left him. He didn't leave. That's right. You know, well, I mean, well, Anakin I mean, became Darth Vader. If you're taking it, well, yeah, but I mean, if you're taking it like literally, like the one that yeah. left was, was was Obi-Wan. That's right. Uh, That's right. 
But I mean, I if, just if, hope there's, if a, he, there's if a higher he means ground. It more like when we left, last left off, you know. But uh, well, then he says Obi Wan oh, yeah, tells know, him like he's more machine than man now. So like, does he damage Vader even more to the point where we can see him yes. in the back to tank in Rogue One? You know, like maybe he has to go in yeah. there more now. Well, maybe he cuts <clears> his legs <throat> off. He's, you know, yeah. How does, he, how does he know that? I kind of, I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of finally answered that question for myself and just watching uh, Revenge of the Sith, and I'm like, well, yeah, obviously he saw he cut his arm and his legs off, and he was already missing like the other, you know, arm. So hmm. I guess if he sees him walking around, he knows it's him, and he's back and around. Obviously, he's going to be more machine than man, you know. Well, I mean, I mean you arms totally like he's, he's, he's basically just a torso it. with a head. Thanks to Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got legs still. They're just they're that, he, they're up to his knee. So. That's what speaks <laughs> volumes to the to the what I what I like to call the, the the Star Wars model of storytelling, where something comes along or something happens. It's a throwaway. You fought in the Clone Wars type of or with my father type of line, but then you can somebody yeah. can create something. So this Kenobi series, I think, has the power to do just that. That we thought it was for the longest time, it was Revenge of the Sith to a New Hope, and that was the two points. But now apparently there's going to be something in between there, and that. That's the exciting aspect of, of, of the Star Wars storytelling that, that that they tell us something very, very cool. I, I have very high hopes and, and confidence oh. that, that they will tell us something very, very cool that ties those two together, makes those things work and makes makes the lines in Return of the Jedi work as well that 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 adds to all of this lore that we've been sitting on for 40 plus years or whatever, and, and, and changes our view of it much like rogue one did with the rebellion and, and how we thought it was a cohesive thing. At least I did. And, you know, thought of all those years, it was a mm-hmm. cohesive thing or whatever. We watched rogue one and like, they were on the verge of, of scuttling the whole thing. So yeah, I, I very much look forward to the Kenobi series doing something similar in that vein. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe not skewing my, my, how we think of things, but just, just, making us well, aware like and, and opening our eyes to viewing it or seeing, oh, wow, there was something else here to that. Well, just look at Ahsoka in Clone Wars. We thought the last time that Anakin and her saw each other was on those steps in front of the temple, and we know they met a couple times after that, you know, Yeah. and, yeah. They, and they battled. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the more stuff they put out, the the more the story gets expanded, which, which I'm fine with. I mean, I would love to get, a rematch and that's between, the, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin and well, have, them, have him have the higher soul. ground this time, you know? Yeah. That's the privilege we yeah. get as, as as original trilogy fans or Clone War fans, you know, people watching it for the first time as it unfolds. That's why I'm yeah. a big proponent of, of release order for anything like that because you, you, you get those moments. If you know that they meet somewhere else, what you know, you... you you know, once the Kenobi series out there, and 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 the new gen- a next generation of fan knows that story point is in between there, they're not going to have the same viewpoint. They're not going to have the same reverence, maybe perhaps whatever. You know, their view of Star Wars and the Star Wars story is going to be different than than what ours was for forty some years. Ours is going to be at the same point or whatever because we'll be at the same place or whatever. But that's all they will ever know. They will never have this timeline of of in between. <clears throat> uh, Revenge of the Sith and a new hope for for those two. They will always have a Kenobi thing in, in the middle there, whatever. But I, I really think that's what it, it quintessentially kind of could boil down what it means to be Star Wars storytelling. Because I I don't really think anything else does that, um, has that unique 
nature of, of its storytelling um, method it, built into it because everything is always you know is, is always so planned out or is a book type of thing or whatever and and I don't want to say retconning but um, the origin story type of thing I guess that Marvel's kind of done some of that to to go back and so, do an origin story to get more story built into something yeah. But, Ron, Ron, do you think like okay, let's say, let's say you're watching the you know the the all the movies with with the kid with you. Um, do you go from episode three to episode four, or do you go to solo after episode three and then Rogue One and then A New Hope, or do you just go from three to four? Like, what would you guys do? You know, that's a uh, for I, me. I, think... I would for sure for sure, for sure go uh, Revenge of the Sith for sure to Rogue One. Solo is just optional. Like, if you want to throw it in there or not. Like, you know, I, I, I do because sort of, you know, just completist. Yeah. But, I mean, Solo seems optional. But Revenge of the Sith to Rogue One, for me, is is definitely, that's now part of the, the chronology. So. I'm like, yeah. I'll contend that the same sort of release sort of fun that is Revenge of the Sith and then having some time expand and going to a new hope and getting the crawl, the rebels uh, striking from a hidden base have won their first, you know, that that to a new fan, if you were rolling it out in that sense, whatever, they get a wait, what happened in between there? And well, let's finish the story. And then, you know, you could give them the same sort of and here's what happened in between there. I don't think either one's right or wrong. I think they're both um, on par for the same amount of impact um, because right if you give rogue one in between three and um, um three and four like that or whatever you you help to fill in it'd be interesting to hear somebody's fan that fan's perspective on things because right they're filled in basically they got a, a 3.5 in there between the two and it just it continues the story for them i don't think there's anything wrong with either one yeah solo yeah i mean it, there's no right or wrong it's just i think until we get something on screen with darth maul in live action like kind of a sequel to solo then yeah, yeah it's probably you'd probably skip it and watch it after maybe yeah because yeah. right right maul thing, would confuse the heck out of it right if you're, if you're watching sense, yeah you're watching that see, you're the like, other wait thing what is that, that like solo and even if you do sequels to solo and it has maul that whole storyline as far as yeah, I can tell at the moment, it doesn't really affect what we consider to be like the Star War, the Skywalker saga. Right. You know what I mean? That's it's kind of it's kind of like an Not it's like kind Rogue of an one. aside. That's why that's why I said Solo's kind of it's optional because it doesn't really have any effect on the saga. Like I Solo is actually like one, a spinoff. Yeah. That is that is yeah, optional I mean, and and should be optional because if yeah. somebody watches that in a continuation kind of thing or whatever, they could be confused, constantly waiting for it as they watch four and five and say, wait, what happened to the, the guy? There was somebody in, in that had a lightsaber in that solo movie you showed me and I was waiting for him and he never, you know, what was that all about? So that might be a reason why yeah. not show solo because it could, mm-hmm. you know, lend itself to confusion or just an, a, a, a level of anticipation that will never get fulfilled uh, as you watch four, yeah, five, six, and seven, eight, solo, nine. Yeah, like all the solo stuff, it doesn't really continue from Revenge of the Sith. And it also doesn't lead yeah, exactly. to a new hope in, in any way. It's just it's a Star Wars story. Unless you're watching like yeah, Rebels so after that's... watching Solo, I guess. It just tells you about that character. It gives you a little bit about that character. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think so, you hold off Solo and Rogue One is dealer's choice. Yeah, I think Solo is a yeah. truly a standalone. Um, and and uh, I, I got the sense when, when they first rolled out the – the lineup um, of movies and, and shows that they were going to put out 
you know, way back when with Kathleen Kennedy and she's saying it, it all matters, it all counts. I think the intent was to have, you know, they didn't start calling it the Skywalker saga until until after um, Solo performed the way it did, which yeah, I think got, it got a raw deal. But, but it, I think that the intent was to have anthology movies that, were like slice of life type of, of shows. And I think solo and, and maybe along those lines, also origin stories for solo, for Han Solo, for Leia, for, you know, princess, you know, princess Leia had a whole uh, career as a Senator before she appears in the new hope. So I, I'm, I get the feeling that that's what they're going to do with Lando. They're going to go back to that formula. Well, yeah. of, of I was just going to say, there's still no, there's no hope. I mean, there's no sign of any continuation of the Sono yeah, story yeah. In, in, which in, is, in, in, at least in the next couple of years. I think I, I think um, that's fine. I, I I have absolutely no no problem with that. I, I you, you don't think I you're going to show up in the Lando series? Well, that's good chance. I, of that, I think you're so, going to yeah. have to have that It'll be a Boba Fett. Yeah. It'll be a Boba Fett Mandalorian type of thing where he shows the up. The bummer part is they their, have the actor. You know, they they they, they you have him on. available. They signed him on, and he's young, and he looks like Han in that movie, or yeah. whatever. So if you get yeah. farther and farther away from that, and he doesn't look yeah. like it, then you know either he doesn't look the same, or you have to get somebody else. And just yeah, I was excited that they hired a young guy that looked like Han yeah. at work. Yeah, you to know, take to it make from some there. movies to take it from yeah, there. We know they have the Jabba's Palace um, set, even if it's in the volume for Mandalorian. I mean, they can. That is, that is true. Story then. Yep. 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 I think the chances for more solo are, are a lot higher than they were two years ago, though. I mean, this, yeah. I mean, what did they announce? Ten shows, eleven shows. So, mm-hmm. you know, they can they can have one that that they can take a bit of a risk on, or and they also and they also need to be like miniseries type shows, where like you know one or two seasons, or just like Kenobi's going to be like a limited, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for all, the, for, all the negative, for all the negative uh, attention that Solo got when it was released, I mean, just. I think it's really grown in popularity, and and I honestly never hear anybody really, you know, say grown they didn't it, like it. it. Yeah. You know, if anything, it's the opposite. They've been surprised how much they liked it when they yeah. kind of had no interest or didn't think they would like yeah. it. You know, so sure, sure. So I think it's really just uh, the a matter idea, of time before we see know, more. The idea that 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 people people like, oh, why is this movie necessary? Whenever I hear that, I'm like, why is anything necessary? <laughs> You know, this is to entertain. Yeah. This is this is for people to consume as they will. You know, so yeah, I, I I think that Solo was unencumbered by any of the other Star Wars stuff. So what it did, you know, the what we saw on screen. I don't know what the what the Lego movie guys hadn't had in mind, but what we saw on screen was basically just look. This is Han Solo. This is you know, it's an origin story. Yeah, uh, I like what we got in Solo. Like, I, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, you yeah. know, for I mean, to go back to you know, it doesn't really fit into the Skywalker quote unquote saga, um, but it still does fit in the overall story. You do have you know characters mm-hmm. that you're, it's building the, it's showing the origins of kind of the rebellion again, like you know, Rogue One did, you know, with uh-huh. the MP's nest and all that stuff. So I mean, it does still tie into the overall thing. So I, I really do hope we get that that story fleshed out and and finished. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, he, I, mean, he I wouldn't mind a show. I wouldn't mind seeing Alden and uh, you know yeah, yeah another 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 opportunity to shine you know he kept talking about I think if they put it I think if they put him in the Lando show 
that would definitely be a test to see yeah. if people are ready for more. Yeah. You know, you put them in for an episode or two. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind a series of Amelia Clark or a movie, you know, to do that. That whole. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's another like that. good one. I can't. I can't see how you could go wrong. You, you throw him into a, a, a cool Lando episode in a cantina somewhere, man. Oh, yeah. That's that's just you're just printing money that way. Like I can't see them not turning that away. Negativity, right? You you do that in the positive. The, you know, the, all the positive stuff. Or the, the haters will still cry or whatever. What do we need? And they ruined Han and the kind of stuff like that. Or whatever. But yeah, I agree. You put that in the Lando, in the Lando show. Um, once you, they'll hear lots of positive, 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 and and find something to create a, a Han series if they haven't. I can't imagine that they're not trying to think of something already i've said this before as long as they're not making content just to make content and they they hold it with the reverence that it needs to and they find a good story to tell or a good way to tell a story over multiple seasons or like kenobi where it's a once and one and done but it's many episodes you know it's like a long format movie broken up i'm all for that to get more fleshed out character fun um for all of these uh, characters that we know and love Uh, i really look forward to something like that Hypothetical question, Book of Boba Fett, if they did decide to put, you know, Han Solo in an episode or something, do they go with Alden or do they go with the younger, do they go with the older rendered Alden or it's do they gotta go with be, the younger Harrison? Well, is it a it's flashback gotta be Alden. If it's, you know, time, the time it is like they did with Luke, you know, they had to make a younger Luke. Like, would they make a younger Harrison Ford or would they just make an older Alden? <laughs> <sighs> it depends on what the book is. Is it flashback? You know, what timeline? That's a good is it question. Mandalorianing, or is it happening back? Yeah, in that's exactly the, you know, the timeline that it's at, like five years after. I, yeah. Um, I I, I would special. love, I just you know, with with Luke Skywalker in 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 the Mandalorian, I think that you can you can duplicate um, young young Mark Hamill, right? I think because because Luke was wasn't necessarily what you know about Luke or what you what, what makes Luke recognizable isn't necessarily his face or his or you know the way he looks it's it's his his how he carries himself his aura his cloak his lightsaber his belt buckle you know the one hand I think you can take Aaron and not be encumbered by any of that stuff so you can take Aaron Ehrenreich, uh, Alden, Alden Ehrenreich, and put him into the Book of Boba, and they can just slide him in there, no problem. He's already been established as, as Han Solo. I would prefer that. I, yeah. You know, th- there's there's a debate. Uh, let me just finish this, Will. Um, there's a debate about uh, recasting and, and CGI, this, that, and the other thing. I think I think recasting is, is the way to go as far as you know, creating a new, a new, um, a new direction for for new Star Wars fans. It's it's impractical to to think that we take our old stars like Billy D and Han Solo and and keep continue to de-age them, even though the technology is there. I think if you introduce um, old characters in a new face, as long as the personality is there, as long as these 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 actors can carry themselves there were moments in solo where i was like that's han solo that's harrison ford and there were other moments where i was like 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chewie. <laughs> no, Chewy, one call, right? no one talks about how they de-aged Chewbacca and, and recast. <laughs> no one loves or, He he definitely lost some bulk in between um, uh, Rise of uh, Revenge of the Sith and uh, and um, and Solo, right? Because he had, you know, Peter Mayhew was tall. I don't want to say lanky because he was a big guy, but Chewbacca was was kind of kind of small shouldered you know they they put a i think they put um it was either during the tarful days or i i want i can't remember exactly when you know but those those wookies were so big you know they're basketball players australian basketball players yeah yeah you know you know with all these shows the the slate that they have if chewbacca is not in any of those shows i'm going to be disappointed because that's such an easy cast to put and then there's Chewbacca, yeah. he can be like the yeah. threat, you know, yeah. or Armaz or some of these CGI characters or some of the puppet characters. Like, I would love to see them pop up throughout different yeah. things. I mean, you don't need to have the shoulder bump with the, I don't like you. You don't need to have that every, you know, every show. But <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind it, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I would love to see, you know, kind of a fluid connection between all the series, you know, some kind of. A, well, there are some, yeah, yeah. Some, some, some characters that are easy to bring back, aren't they? Um it doesn't matter yeah, who's yeah. inside them, does it? It's C-3PO, yeah. Chewbacca, well, yeah, I mean, we R2, Stormtroopers. So that, yeah. Yeah. Jin Erso. I mean, Cassian, oh, maybe, he, yeah, maybe, would, he, yeah. maybe he's scouting her out. Maybe he's... Because they know all about her. They know where she's to. Maybe maybe that's part of his mission at the end of his series is that he's trying to find where Jin is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of tracking down, you know, that, you know, Galen and stuff. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, that, that I'm, sh- I'm excited for that show. That, that sizzle roll they showed looked... Looked awesome. And I, I was hoping we'd the... see, on that note, okay. I was hoping we'd see uh, Emphis Nest in uh, the Andor show. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they would have been part of the rebellion. So- it takes place after Solo, and then she's, you know, part of the early rebellion. And she's a young actress. It's an unexplored yeah. character. That would yeah, be eight, that would be great. Since, since Solo to to this, so it kind of lines so up. Season, so season one of Andor, are we gonna have like flashbacks like we did season one of Mando? You think that's gonna be like a, a thing they're gonna so. use? I'm mm. sure we probably will. I just want to see more than one season. Then is it more than one well, season? He, he, he's in this fight since he was six years old, right? So we're gonna yeah. get, we're gonna get so. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be six yeah. years old. There's a yeah, there's a Disney Channel Saturday morning Andor version where he's a kid. Oh, I, yeah, they can, they can do that. <laughs> Wacky slapstick teenager. Uh, t- <laughs> on the same same sort of note, order, I'd like to see the I've heard this uh, positive, and it would make a lot of sense. Could be fun, let's say, to have a Lando series where Billy D is Lando talking about. Oh, the battle of Tanab and rubs his chin and the, the thing goes yeah. fuzzy or whatever. And then the we see, you comments. know, um, uh, Glover as Lando well, kind of thing, whatever, the, where they get both yeah, of them. There's been speculation. There's been speculation that, you know, they haven't really given any information about the Lando show, that it could be uh, a young Lando, old Lando show. You know, Yeah, like I, I, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Again, it gets back to the no, if they I, have the you know the way to tell the story, or whatever. But you have the actors, uh, the fans would I would think would love it. I, I think I think that could be a win win yeah. across the board. I think a Lando show would be like tons of fun. That that's just that's, that's yeah, because be, you could go all yeah, over the place right. with stories, yeah, you, and you don't have to be beholden to a lot of uh, story. You know, you don't have to fit into a lot of things. You'd have to fit the universe, but you could tell all sorts of different types of stories with with that series. Stephen, do you have the list yeah. of all the shows that are that are? 
What did happen when we talked about? Yeah, sure, I just eating some sweets. Are you scoffing a biscuits? And now I was asked to have some sweets. <laughs> some Haribo's. How, how awesome would it be? I mean, it. it we didn't mention, it, we mention Rose, Squad, Rose Squadron, by the way, but anyhow. Um, not yet. No, I'll just, I'll just quickly whiz, whiz through them. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we have uh, Rogue Squadron, which is the next Star Wars feature film. Uh, then we've got uh, the untitled, oh, I'm never going to say this right, am I? Taki Rati Tati <laughs> film. Take a Taki Yeah, that one. So, yeah, this doesn't say anything about that one. That's a brand new Star Wars feature, it says. I suppose it is a film, it, yeah. It's rumored, it's rumored yeah. that one, Dawn of the Jedi, which is the dark for the Dark yeah. Horse. I think it was 2012 to 2014. Was, it did a series, a couple of miniseries of, of uh, stories, which was 25,000 years prior to the Battle of yeah. Yavin. And it's all about the formation, like the beginnings, the early beginnings of finding out about the Force and putting together a lightsaber and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty it's interesting. The, the Isla and the, what was the other? That whole thing, right? Well, we've got Obi uh, Wan, which we've, we've discussed, uh, Ahsoka, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, uh, Lando, and Endor. I'm going to say Endor, Andor, um, the Aconite, which I'm quite excited about, uh, Bad Batch, uh, Visions, Star Wars Visions, but that's short animated um, stuff. And uh, I'm all pleased to know that there's Joy's story continuing. Um, well, that's about it, really. Joy's Joy story and visions don't really get much discussion, really. Do they? Just animated bits stuck in there at the end. Um, I'm saying, is, is that Joy's well, story? Well, that bad just, batch is animated, and it can be discussed because it looked gorgeous. I did. It looked right. It just <laughs> it like looked, the Clone Wars, didn't it? Really, yeah, it, was it no, was no, gorgeous. no difference, really. I mean, I was watching this sizzle reel, and I, I, I couldn't quite tell how much it was new and how much it was old because just. Looks exactly the um, just like Clone Wars, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that the first one to? I'm just thinking earlier. Is, is it what is next on D plus? I think Star that's Wars? next, right? It's, it's got to be the next thing, isn't it? Because it looks like it's done. Which, which one? Uh, Bad, 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 Bad. Bad Yeah, yeah. Bad sure, Batch is next, next stuff, the, I think. Mm-hmm. I just think. Oh, so when's our next new bit of Star Wars we get on screen? I don't think it's. After, well, they have the cinema. Announced. The cinema is the Rogue, Rogue Squadron, but the next series, I don't think it's the, until the Book of Boba, which is not till next Christmas. Oh, man. Yeah, that's kind of we'll get Bad too. Batch before that, I think. Uh, we will. We'll uh, that's what I'm asking. I thought oh, somebody I said Bad Batch, so we think we get to watch yeah, Bad, Bad Batch Yeah, Bad Batch will uh, be summer. next, but they haven't, they haven't said when, but it should be ah, cool. soon, right. I would imagine. The next couple of months, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, when, yeah well, obviously not January, um, so I don't know when the next kind of... Um, to try and do it to try and get I was more. Say, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're, it's a good time to do it strategically. I don't know. Well, they're riding off of the. They just announced a bunch of stuff, and the Mandalorian happened. So let that chatter die down, if you will, and then they could announce. The, you know, when do they need to announce something coming out to to keep things talking on the internet and buzzing about? Yeah, release it for the summer as a thing to watch in the summer. Right, they could release it whenever. I guess it doesn't. I don't know if they can leave it go to the summer. Do you? I think that's a long time. In, well, it's a long time in streaming. World when now, did uh, Clone Wars start uh, last February, week? wasn't it? Uh, February? It was February, February, March, February, March yeah. somewhere around there, yeah. Right. So I would think pretty soon they'll they'll announce that uh, Bad Batch is starting. Maybe, um, I know they're really loading up on the Marvel shows coming up. 
Um, yeah, that's the that's that's gonna take them well, through the better part of the year. I was looking at the release they're schedule. To, they're still trying to finish those too. Like, but but they they've too. got them they've got them staggered for the better part of the year. I don't think they're too yeah. concerned about not having a Star Wars um, live action series uh, ready for the fall because I think that they feel like they're that's gonna carry them through. And then yeah. that's fine. That's fine, I guess, because look what we have after after this year. We've got the Book of Boba, the Obi Wan series, and the Cassian series, and the Ahsoka one that'll probably follow on all on those three. Mm-hmm. So so we'll mm-hmm. be we'll be locked and loaded next year. This year is probably oh ne- yeah in. next year is going to be stacked. Yeah. So is there not going to be a Mando season this year? I'm assuming it was going to start in November. They haven't even started filming. They haven't, oh, wow. haven't even started filming that yet. No. Yeah, I seem but to we, think we've determined that there's going to be two shows, Book of Boba and Mando Series yeah, 3. Mm-hmm. Well, Book yeah. of Boba is going to end up being first because of right because of COVID and everything, whatever, yeah, that Mando is going to get pushed. Yeah. yeah, I think otherwise we would have probably had Mando first and then have Book of Boba come out. Okay, that kind of makes sense then. Yeah. It's a relatively lean year then for Star Wars in yes. terms of... Well, you got yes. the High Republic coming out, so that's going to be a significant amount of stuff mm. to put out. You know, they're going to try to push that era. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I, don't, I don't pay attention to anything else in D+, but I'm assuming, as you're saying, they are pushing some other new content out as well. Production's kind of slow for everyone, so... Yes, that's true. They just need to bring back the holiday special in D+, to generate some... <laughs> any point in time, they can just put that in there. <laughs> yeah. 4K, 4K version, so that uh, Will can go through it and... Uh, <laughs> and <compare> it. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. think that? Do you guys think that um, Rogue One, uh, Rogue Squadron seems to be the the uh, one that's scheduled for theatrical release? Uh, do you think that's going to happen, or or will they just do um, what Wonder Woman did and and limited theatrical release and then put it right to Disney Plus? I think Disney Plus is the way to go for for entertainment, Star Wars entertainment for the foreseeable future. You know, I mean, regardless that they, I know that there's been like issues with theaters, you know, becoming angry because their stuff is on demand and it's in theaters. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. Patty Jenkins, it. yeah, Patty Jenkins mm-hmm. had a, an issue with that because she's like, I didn't make a movie for a TV release. You understand? But this, really, this like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go to theater right now. I'm probably not gonna go next year until right, I can complete right. theaters up. So I don't care right. how much they're gonna charge to watch that Patty Jenkins movie. I'm buying it if I can't go to theater. <laughs> I'm just I'm curious about what times. the next theatrical release will be, you know. It has, to be, yeah, it has to be that one. Yeah. I was just wondering how much of this twenty twenty one lean year, should we say, for Star Wars is 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 directly related to the coronavirus or is just a bit of a somebody some meetings being delayed a bit and some time lapse and so on. Is there a plan? I, I think this I think coronavirus. The, I yeah. think the Obi Wan series was due to kind of follow up Mando season two, but mm-hmm. that had its own delays. They completely rewrote the script, I believe. Um, so I think that Obi Wan was probably should have been now um, or right. soon. Um, Maybe, but yeah. then and then of course you layer COVID on top of all that, and then that just pushes their plans back. So like I said, I don't think I think they're comfortable having Marvel bear out the rest of this year. And then next right. year we'll get our I'll get our big year back to back to back stuff. 
You don't think Mando series three or uh, yeah series three season three was related to COVID that they would do a Mando and then once Mando ended then do Book of Boba if if COVID oh. wasn't a thing then oh, I think yeah, they no. would have done season three and then it yeah. ends you know Christmas time or December and then yeah. Book of Boba could start right back up and keep us hooked to to watching yeah. that you know not that they need us hooked I'm not sure what their revenue model is because it's not like there's ads or anything on the on the Disney Plus to keep us hooked or keep us watching and coming back to it. But uh, that's I, I kind of think that's that's where it was going to happen or what the timeline would have been if COVID not been in the mix. Does anybody nope. know like the, the timeline for Rogue Squadron? Is that supposed to be post Jedi or is that pre Return of the Jedi? I thought or I heard it, it was post uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, because um, Kathleen I Kennedy think, says it's yeah, a, a new era. They're introducing a new era. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay, it's not it's not spelled out, is it, implicitly, but it's highly suggested. Yeah, I think is yeah. the uh, okay. That that makes yeah. me even more interesting. Yeah, anyway. so we might have might have uh, rogue squadrons with uh, cars. Are there are there rogue squadron aficionados in the group? Book book what trilogy or whatever that was. I used to read them. Back in the day. I understand yeah. it's not it's it's that in name only, but it's not that as an adaptation or whatever. I'm just curious. Uh, I'm fi- I'm how, fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it as as if it keeps the spirit of it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'd be perfectly fine with that. That's you know, I don't need it to be an adaptation. I would have loved it, you know, if it was. Right. Because um, so I what understand is that? they were pretty good. The books were pretty good. The Rogue Squadron series or whatever was a pretty good. Oh yeah. Story. Yeah. I, I yeah, enjoyed what's... those. That and the comic. Um, so what were they like for those of us who have? Yeah, read, Tony. What? Read what them, yeah. What, kind of what's yeah? What's it? What did they do? They just, I mean, they used to have different missions that they'd have to go, you know, get into. I'm trying to remember now, but, you know, it was just, you know, it was the group and they were just out flying different missions for the, for the Republic uh, that they'd get into. They were kind of patrolling, if I remember some of them. And it was about, yeah, you know, then you'd lose some of the members, you know, you know, so it was, it was about, how would I Kind of top like gunish, a, a, a team, like, top gun, a, a yeah, team, a, a team, kind of. Yeah, I guess you could say that. You but know, you had to lose people, so right, it had you to had be. You had to a lose bit. people. Yeah, there were people that you know you'd lose here and there. Uh, people. Were they wearing um, red shirts. Why is that funny? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I read, just uh, had to get uh, the reference. Well, yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. First, yeah, some of the first ones I remember I read, and then the comic I remember reading too. But now, see, now I'm gonna have to pull those out because it's been a while. But you know, was what... Wedge Wedge was the main the main guy. Yeah, he that's was where like the, the leader. Wedge comes from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they have Did they have uh, aliens and and like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had some of the 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 pilots were other species. And corn and a Cal, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I remember it. Wow. Well, so it has the nice. potential, yeah. right? You know, it has, has the meat on the bones to be to be it's some subject of, yeah. matter that could be quite fun for us all. I wonder how much they, of like the resistance kind of stuff they might use in that. If any of you that, read the most characters, the, the Poe Dameron comic, you know how it, it kind of uh, yeah. they focused on on uh, like Snap and Snap! Uh, and his <laughs> wife and you know like yeah there you go it was kind of <laughs> sort of like that you know. Uh, you know, focused on them, and you know they had missions that they had to do, and but uh, definitely, I mean, I think it, it could be it could be good, and uh, I think if they do it post, depending how post uh, Rise of Skywalker they go, 
they could bring Wedge back as kind of the mentor. Uh, yeah, the guy, guy that out. gives out he gives out the the missions and then they fly. The missions, or yeah, you know, something like that. All right, is, interesting. But what what is the threat going to be? I mean, post sequel trilogy. I think so. it's going to be. See, for that, I kind of feel it's going to be kind of not unlike uh, the Mandalorian is right now in the sense that it takes place after the fall of the Empire and there's a lot of cleaning up to do. You know, there's other little, you know. Uh, factions that they need to go after you know other moths probably there's probably gonna be some kind of that that stuff just kind of going out and um and letting uh them i don't know take out whatever remaining first order or right, you have the system. black sun you can have that mob element uh, type of thing whatever they're just yeah. having to clean things yeah. up or whatever or or hunt down sith eternal you know stuff like mm. that yeah so oh, well. it's so so mm. it'll probably gear itself towards uh, combat, as opposed well, to. Are you assuming there's no lightsabers going to be in in that movie? Like no there's got to be, right? A Jedi pilot. Imagine a lightsaber on the end of the, uh, <laughs> the end of the X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rudolph. <laughs> I think it just really depends how soon after Rise of Skywalker it takes place, because you know, right after Rise of Skywalker, pretty much the only lightsaber was uh ray at that time yeah you know the mandal the mandalorian um kind of set up that patrolling x-wing type thing yeah yeah so that that that's it'll dovetail nicely you know but it's a movie right it's gonna be a movie it's a movie yeah i just wonder if it's factions of first order and all this kind of stuff just gonna get what's gonna differentiate it from like um god what's the other one called help me out the the rangers of the new republic uh, uh, it's going to be almost exactly the same sort it's of thing. Be, it? It's got to be era. It's got to be yeah. a difference in era, right? No I mean, empire. No, no Ca- empire. Well, you know what? I was thinking like the Rangers is kind of a, a series, so there's more. But like, you know, they keep referring to to the movie, um, the Rogue Squadron. It's going to be more like a Top Gun. Mm. So it'll probably be yeah. just one singular threat that they need to take out or that comes up that they, you know, right. you know. Yeah, and, and I, think I, heard, I think I heard too the the phrase "new recruits." I think that's yeah. probably the, the, what the the way they're going with it, with characters mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, and without so it'll be about training the them, and then and then the threat will arise that will be their first test, and yeah, you know. Yeah, and it has uh, the model then to you know be a series or, or be a multiple movies. They, you know, yeah. they could tell the continue. You know, they continue to tell things. Should it be when it's successful, not should it be successful, but when it's successful and a hit, they could continue to tell some Rogue Squadron type stories, perhaps. There's a lot of potential with that, I think. A lot of potential with that. I'm hoping that it's more like a Battlestar Galactica style scenario where we've got a a small squadron and um, there's some scenario where they can't get new recruits, so they're trying to. Uh, save as many of their pilots as they can but obviously there's some kind of recurring threat that they're needing to um, try to stem but I just can't see how it would work in a film like that unless it's something more mm-hmm. like like an old war movie like Battle of Britain or something like that but th- it's the era that's going to define it isn't it because if it's post mm. Rise of Skywalker I'm, I'm not sure what that's interesting put the era of post rise of skywalker in the title rogue squadron that Mm. are they are they are they not 
the new republic or whatever the, the resist you know yeah that's that's going to be interesting to see but there is no new republic is this technically i suppose because they were all wiped out by the stark in it yeah is that what makes them rogue it is we've got no idea what the post rise of sky will so, the, so the, I, mean, I mean the galaxy could be an even worse state post yeah yeah rise of sky well, I, think, I, think, I think that's where there's a lot of room for for building building yeah. stuff you know you need to build up a new a new uh squadron of fighters so I just think it needs to be defined I'm just worried that it's just good in some ways it's not worried I mean it's, it's probably still enjoy it anyway but every these need not these different films and TV series in different eras they need to be they need to the boundaries and the definitions need to be well um, established so that you know you don't get anything feeling like it's a little bit like well I think that's going to be the issue with it because this film it's about Rogue Squadron, right? Which we know is going to be a group of Starfighter pilots, but it's going, if it's post-Rise of Skywalker, it's going to have this secondary purpose where it's going to need to establish this era. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I, th- I think you yeah, guys like touched, upon, touched upon it a little bit, this new threat. I mean, maybe this movie is the first kickoff of this whole new era. Like, yeah. like Matt just said, right? And these these pilots, untested pilots, we're going to get introduced to them, and then this is going to be their their beginning of their arc with this new threat, which, like I said, opens the door for for whatever else is to come in this new era. What what could possibly be the new threat? Another galaxy buster, or no, it would the have rise to be of the first not necessarily. order. But you know, it's also like that 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 whole thing. That's a perfect, I was thinking that, William, that this might be the beginning film or the beginning step yep. towards building, like, the post-Skywalker yes. saga Star Wars universe. You know what yep. I mean? And and also building it almost like in, I hate to always say it, to go back to this, but kind of like the Marvel universe. This exactly. is like the first movie. This is like the Iron Man Yep. And then you'll have you'll have like another movie that takes place in that era, and then you know another one, and then you build them up, all leading to like an end game. Maybe yep. they're gonna do they're gonna do that type of thing with Star Wars now, where um, I mean this could be a start. It's not trilogy. always gonna be like each trilogy or each thing is gonna be uh, like a universe, uh, you know, galaxy wide battle. But they're gonna build to it, where at the end of of the storyline they build to one film or two films. That, yeah. that tells that you know but you get all your characters across various different build, build to uh, a tri- some other new some other trilogy yeah, some other anchoring yeah. trilogy not necessarily yeah. episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. uh lone lone standing films building towards the trilogy where that's Even the where series the, right. the huge battle so the rogue so yeah. is a bit some like a, or something yeah so the rogue squadron is a bit like a rogue run sort of thing a, a, a filler or a building towards like you know not for but well, it does well, now. Yeah, like, goes like, to the new to the original trilogy. Yeah, or like if, if to use the Marvel the Marvel universe, like you know, Rogue Squadron will be like Iron Man. It's the first film that kind of kicks everything off. It's very heroic. Establish the setting, you know. Establish the setting. Then you get like yeah. a Thor film, which might be like a Jedi film. You know, it's a Jedi film. So yeah. you got you you got Jedi your fighter instead. pilots. Now you got your Jedi. Then you get like another one that's the Captain America, which is like the soldiers. You know what yeah. I mean? So you get all these different things in Star Wars universe post. Okay, Rise I like it as long as we don't get an Iron Man two like film. 
yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's the problem. That will be a problem for them is if this this rogue squadron, pardon the pun, doesn't get off the ground, right? So if that's that if that is indeed their plan, then this you know. Well, but I do feel I like they have a lot of they don't have all their eggs in one basket because they've got this Taika thing happening, right? And of course, there's the Disney Plus, but it'll be interesting to see if if the the Taika era film is is actually the Dawn of the Jedi thing, right? Yeah. Well, when they made Which I don't know Marvel too well. When they did Iron Man one, they didn't necessarily know they were going to make this big giant Avengers no, no. Endgame type of thing. No. So when they made Iron Man one, that was success. They went to the oh, well, we got to make a two. And then somewhere along the lines is where they realize, oh, we got a fix to, or somewhere, you know, somewhere later, I guess, is where they realize, wait, let's build a Marvel universe and do all these things and have it tie in at the end, whatever. So I think they they, they won't make that mistake here. They 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 see that formula and right as you said, put it out there that right, you could have all these shows, all these episodes, these movie or series and movies, and then right, it would be very awesome to then tie it into some anchoring trilogy if you will Mm -hmm. that would be something later down the line that sort of ties and doesn't tie up loose ends but ties it all together in some great yes great cinematic uh, event of sorts or whatever that could be very very cool you know could have a ray it could be episodes uh uh, what 10 11 12 you know could have ray in it and 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 those to help tie up whatever we've seen and all that There, there, there very well could be a a a solution there that's akin to that marvel universe building type of thing we we could see you know an established new new republic I guess it would have to be like some kind of new government and then maybe like a new you know bad force user trying to overthrow that like slowly building up towards like an end game type of movie you know it would be nice to see someone a little bit different we always had you know, yeah um, good guys come dark become dark and fall and then their redemption and all that kind of thing. in some respects it's I'm just, when you go back, or maybe maybe you not a guy, for, you know, not I don't want to say a guy, but maybe not a singular entity. That that let's say the the next anchoring trilogy is the good side versus the bad side. Oh. That it's not a defeating of an emperor or a uh, yeah. Thanos type of scenario. It's a the the good has to overcome the evil, and it's not quintessentially boiled down to one thing. I don't know if that can be done in in storytelling or in a way because you know we all know it to be. Th- Thanos and the Emperor and, and you know there's always the villain the big boss at the end of the uh, well I mean, the like Thanos is like you... one villain in the whole Marvel universe so there's you know bunch of them so I mean that's just the one they can focus on so like I you I do that with but the storytelling model lends itself to there's got to be the big boss at the end there's is, there's so yeah how do you do that I, as a group? I I think they are definitely um even without Rogue Squadron the uh the the, the foundation for an an other enemy, not not necessarily the Sith, not necessarily you know Emperor Palpatine coming back. You they can Wong. face yes, they can face an out of galaxy enemy where mm-hmm. all of a sudden the New Republic is able to get everybody under the banner of of fighting this outside enemy. And in the in the old books, and Lucasfilm and Disney seem to have been um, not shy about dipping into the ODU stuff for to borrow ideas. So the Yuuzhan Vong, which is a an, a, a Klingon-like uh, war warrior race from outside the uh, the galaxy that 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 we know, comes in and just starts just starts in the outer rim, 
and just starts taking stuff over until they get to Coruscant. So, you know, Rangers of, of the New Republic and Rogue Squadron and, and you know, the, the rise of um, whatever Taika Waititi's um, going to do, all of that kind of lends itself to a different kind of enemy than what we know. It's 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 it seems to be it 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 seems prudent to move away from for for Disney anyway to move away from the Star Wars traditions. You know, what I mean, they I don't think they can match up with what's come before. So to start something new somewhere along the lines of the Marvel uh, let's the Avengers Initiative or things that have worked in the past as far as this film as, as filmmaking. I think it makes sense for them to do that. I, I think this is finally now Lucasfilm and Disney have a clean slate now. They can yeah, finally yeah. start doing what the, they want to a true you know, a, they couldn't a true do blue back sky. When, yeah. yeah, they couldn't do that back, you know, when when they did the acquisition because like you still had, you know, Luke hanging around, you still had, you know, Leia and all that stuff. So now they can move on from that and finally start Start a new villain, start a new hero, start a new whole, you know, regime and all that stuff. And, sure. And the High Republic, yeah. the High Republic, and uh, the High Republic and um, the Rogue Squadron series can kind of bookend the, the Skywalker saga and you know the Lucas, uh, the Lucas era of Star Wars, and just you know move. Because even even when move when TFA was going to come out and aftermath came, out, you had this idea that was being pushed of wild space the government was you know no more and we're kind of seeing that in, in mando now but now you could do that again but actually show it yeah. on screen you know sure sure you know the under whole underworld aspect of the book of boba and things like that you can you can easily kick off i mean there could still be remnants of the first order hanging around too and they can take them out and that could be the first movie you know to finally tie up the loose ends and yeah another battle yeah. jack that we actually see on screen yeah. yeah you you find out that the uh that the remnants of the first order have been assembling outside of wild space not to attack the <laughs> galaxy but to fight yeah. the enemy from outside and it's yeah, like oh we, we were wrong all this time we thought they were gonna resurge back into the galaxy and try to oppress you know the, the citizens of the republic but it turns out that they're trying to fight this enemy that that is unstoppable. And Thrawn is out there doing his thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows how Chiss age? Hmm. Yes. I'm just <sighs> just thinking. Just trying to think about it. Why? Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to think that's the same that one. Just trying to try to think about I just want something I just think I just want something different um for this than what comes afterwards. Um I mean you, you, you think you think from the sequel trend, you think all the way back, it's always about well I suppose life generally is about rise and falls and rise and falls, but it's always been Jedi Jedi have always been there somewhere. Um, I don't know whether they just go for someone a little bit different, totally different, going into this. Well, I, think I, think, I think they will, but the force, the force is a, you know, the force exists even without Jedi, I guess. 
I, mean, I think they will go somewhere different, but I worry <laughs> that as soon as we get something different, people are like, ah, oh, go back to the Empire, go back to the First Order. It's just, I, we can't win. I, 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 I think it depends. It de- I think it depends on execution, you know, yeah. and, and, and a lot of a lot of of intent, you know, what's the intent behind what you're doing here? I think that's the thing that rubs people the wrong way. I mean, there's well, I mean, always going to be trolls and, and haters, but I yeah. think if, if people see that, that you're treating something that you love and you're doing your very, very best, you know, and you're not cynical and you're not jaded and you're not treating people like crap, I think that people are willing to forgive. You know, Ron talks about how we give Star Wars a pass. I think Star Wars gets a pass depending on 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 attitude and goodwill. And, you know, who who sticks around for 40 plus years for dialogue in Star yeah. Wars? It's it's not it's not mm-hmm. the dialogue. It's, it's the spirit of the thing. You know, George Lucas, even though he was secretive and and and, you know, he contradicted himself a, a bunch of times over the years for any of us who've been around long enough. You can see where the contradictions come, where he's kind of course correcting or, or trying to fill in gaps. We can all see that, but it's forgivable because we understand what he means to do, you know. And in the end, this is a singular artist trying to put out a, his 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 vision. I always attributed his 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 changing thing. He just wasn't the uber f- fan that we you know he didn't necessarily dive into his own universe and know the minutia inside and out like we do so when he would say something that sort of contradicted what he said before yeah. or where he was before is just because he didn't you know he was he didn't live it and breathe he's it like not that did. precious yeah yeah he, 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 he was on stage with john stewart when he asked him about where yeah, the planet exactly. kenobi came. <laughs> like, uh, I like, almost, wait don't make it up on the spot we wanted, we wanted to have some thought into it exactly, like, oh, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is and we have Stuart's to reaction John's yeah. reaction was mine you know yeah. so i was like was you know, but if yeah. we had to accept it because it was, well all right that, there it is <laughs> i mean they've got i'm just thinking they've got enough different eras um to cater for everybody so if they do this new stuff after sequel trilogy and people don't they, really like that world then they've got you know you've got plenty of other they stuff do, in different eras to please everybody star wars title on something and it's five thousand years uh, you know before a new hope or something whatever the lay fan the common fan you know just those people are going to go to this take their kids to the star or you know go to the store and be like wait what what's going you know so, so they run not the risk, but they they have to tread that in a manner that works because when you throw the Star Wars label around any of it, that part of the movie going fan base uh, can get confused or it could you know needs to be informed properly ahead of time. Let's say they and, had and, the sequel trailer or they had that with Rogue One going. Wait, who's Jen? I thought she was Leia. Yeah, Leia's you know, mom. Yeah. So yeah. you know for the us we're going to know that it's 5000 years in the future and it's it's the origins of the force and how a lightsaber was, the first one was ever built and all that sort of stuff but for that general movie going audience for that lay fan that likes star wars and knows it but doesn't know it like us and talking about it on a sunday yeah they could be a little confused by having the star wars wrapped around the title or something so so do you do you think that um i mean star wars should be accessible to everyone right there there should 
my friend uh, took his mom to see, I think it was Attack of the Clones, and she's not, she's completely removed from the Star Wars experience. So he says that he wanted, one of the things that that makes him not like the, the prequels is that she was, she went in there looking for Han Solo and Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker, you know, because it said Star Wars on it. And he was like, no, Ma, this is this is like a hundred years before this then or whatever it was. And so that that's that's where you run the risk, like you said, Ron. Do do you cater to general audiences to to make it palp palp uh palpable? Palpatine. If the story works, if the story works and doesn't require or rely on a bunch of other knowledge, it'll it'll work and it'll be successful and it'll be fine. And And that's that's the the trick. That yeah, exactly. That's the key. So so if you can go, if you can watch solo and see it as a standalone, not dependent on what you already know about this character and this galaxy, and you tell a good story. You know, that's 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 I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. I want to say that that the new movies kind of, you know, general audience kind of accepted it more than, you know, Star Wars. I agree. So, I mean, the other thing I want to say here, too, was, I mean, like it or not, guys, but we all we're all getting old. Mm-hmm. So what? these people. That are, these oh, I definitely <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. These people, these people that are looking for Han, Luke, and Leia, like, dude, that was 40 years ago, more than 40 yeah. years ago. So we've we've just got the Mandalorian is the peak of pop culture right now. Little baby Grogu, like, he's taken over. So yeah. I, I think this whole idea of like people getting confused is valid, but with 10 shows and. You know, how many more movies are we going to get now next year? It's like, I don't know. You know, I think people are just going to gravitate to whatever Star Wars they like. Yeah. And that's their Star yeah. Wars, right? That's, a huge, that's an incredibly you know, awesome point. You're right. The people that I was referring to are, are definitely going to be of an older mindset. So, yeah, they're not necessarily going to be confused. And you, when you brought that up, it, it just struck me. Those people that I, that I talked to when they said something about my mask or whatever and how they were young. You're right. The Mandalorian is pop culture. That's Star Wars mm-hmm. to them. Or that's you know they're getting into it there and and it's about story and and yeah what more do they get into it how deeper do they dive what movies do they go watch whatever so right yeah. you're right yeah, I, we are getting older and, and right. what we think of for, star wars might be different because a new generation is having the mandalorian and grogu as their is is what it means to have a right. star wars moniker that's a there's there's, there's um there's definitely a burden that that we as as older Star Wars fans carry with us. For instance, you know, the, I'm the only new uh, show that I'm concerned about is Lando because he's a legacy character. But as far as everything else, Andor and and um, Ahsoka, you know, Ahsoka is a legacy character, but she can she can she can do so many things. She's so so uh, uh, open air right now that, that she can go in any direction and i won't really i won't really say well that's that's against character that doesn't make sense that you know so i i see it i i when i think about star wars i think about myself and then i think about the health and welfare of this franchise and at some point i just felt like you know after the, the end of the skywalker saga i was like you know do whatever you want 
It's it's it doesn't bother me anymore. It's it's I'm not I'm not mm. seeing my ex girlfriend with some guy anymore at a party. It's 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 just some person that I used to know and and I don't even know who she is anymore. So if she wants to hang out with the motorcycle club or you know go and have a, a egg 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 cream sodas <laughs> in the diner on the corner with Biff, I don't care. You know it's it's um, true you Biff. <laughs> Did you just call me a chicken? <laughs> so I'm I'm able to, and I think and I think this is the thing, right? A lot of us see Star Wars and and we're possessive of it, as we should be. You can't ask us to care about these characters for 40 plus years and then say, oh, by the way, this isn't what you expected it to be, and you've been wrong the whole time. That's I that's not cool. But Alex, but it, you know what? That that's why attachments are forbidden. <laughs> The what? Oh yeah. <laughs> but look, this is, but you can't ask. You know, if, if Obi Wan was saying, "Look at Padme, isn't she hot? Why don't you go for that?" And the whole time, she likes you, dude. Why don't you? And then afterwards, he's like, "Why did you get attached?" I would be like, "Obi Wan, you're a real jerk." <laughs> so you know, forty years of of this fandom. You can't help but get attached. You know, there there's something that happens beyond the screen, beyond the storytelling, where you can look at Luke Skywalker when you look at Han Solo and you say, "This is this guy's like me." This this is, you know, and 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 you know, I, I forget in in the, I, I forget a while back we were talking about representation in Star Wars, and some people are you know, are are iffy about that, but. I get it. I understand. You can't be left behind by history. You can't be left behind by time, right? Because the world is moving on. The world is progressing. You can't be a dinosaur, right? So along that same line of thinking, if you want people to care about your characters, then when people care about the, what came before, you can't dismiss it. Yeah, and there was no, there's no real known characters when the Mandalorian started. Exactly. You know, there was like nobody. You didn't know anybody in there. You know, there was no Han. There was no Luke. There was no Leia. There was no Obi-Wan. There was no Darth Vader. You know, no Emperor. There was like none of that. You know what I mean? It was in the universe, but none of those people. Well, but but even the the thing is that even though they're bringing in they're bringing in familiar characters, they're all secondary. They're secondary characters. Thank you. you. They're secondary. I think to your point is they didn't hang the the secondary character. They didn't, well, I mean, but they didn't hang the for like That's what he's minute, trying to say. They yeah. didn't hang the whole thing on on these characters. They they hung it on the Mandalorian, and it's this new mm-hmm. character. They brought them in. They brought Fed yeah. in. They brought Luke in. But that wasn't yeah. the crux of what was going to make it watchable. We watched it because yeah. it was something new, and it was the Mandalorian of the story. And sure, they 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 went. You know, I, I say that that they get a they went to those easy beats, if you will, of of those characters. But they made it work. They told a story. They didn't just make content. They found a way to tell a story that works in the timeline, in the era, adds to what we already know, um, confuses to what we already know. But that's Star Wars storytelling, and and did it beautifully. And Right. Gave us a series that was completely new to us character wise, but eventually, you know, work some work some of those in um, I, the, we haven't discussed the has everybody seen the um, the gallery for the Mandalorian? We ain't got much time left either. We're over time, but I have seen it. I saw yeah. it. It was, it was really good. Been, I think I got I like did. maybe 20 minutes left. We need I to discuss too. it, but yeah. I think Filoni is a a, a governor 
um, to Favreau. Favreau is a fanboy um, to some extent, not deep into into it like Filoni, and wants to do things, and Filoni has to rein him back in. That McClunky um, yeah. bit of dialogue, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, there was, was another telling. bit of there was another bit of dialogue where uh, Filoni's like, yeah, but this, is the, but this is the <laughs> fa- but he didn't do it with it where he wanted to. Filoni right. reined him in because, my God, if you do it there, the fans are going to go crazy. There was another bit of uh, a dialogue where he's like, yeah, but this is the Boba Fett aesthetic everybody knows. Like the fan the walk, the, the stand, the, yeah. The, the, the way fat, he stood. Boy, yeah. No, it was the aesthetics of the of the uh, uniform of the um, armor. And the yeah. fan Favreau wanted to, you know, get a get it cleaned up or whatever. And I think Filoni's like, no, this is what everybody knows. This is what it needs to look like. You want to get to that clean, fresh paint thing? Do that later or something or whatever. Yeah, I really think if if it was just Favreau, that series could be completely different off okay, the rails okay. or a little yeah. bit of like, oh my, what? Are, yeah, who let, who let the the fanboy yeah. and who <laughs> let the yeah just because he's a high-profile director doesn't mean he should be making Star Wars. I, I just that was my takeaway in watching Gallery. But see, I think yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and I think that any singular person controlling Star Wars doesn't seem to be that successful. Like even Lucas, I yeah. felt yeah, yeah, even even Lucas, like when he you know the prequels, hey, it was man. all him, right? Yeah, but then. You, you move past the prequels and then you do like say Clone Wars and Clone Wars was kind of, it was other people doing it, but under his guidance. Mm-hmm. And like, then I felt like it was very successful. It was like, it was like his kind of guidance of things, but other people were doing it. And I there was like questions we, to the oh would, was that how that would work? Is whereas yeah. right in, in the in the oh, uh, prequel no, trilogy, what Luke exactly. said, nobody really questioned it. Nobody call, is yes, that but really it's, is when that it's a collaboration. When it's a yeah. collaboration that I feel Star Wars is more successful. Yep. You know, you have to you have to have a visionary, but it can't just be uh, that person's that, that vision. Work. Yeah, you got to have someone. Yeah, it has to be it has to be a collaborative effort times. with a strong a strong visionary. You know, well, look at, that's look when, at I, that's when I mean, Star Wars the, is more successful. I a lot of the OT was Marshall Lucas's, you know, yeah. input. And yeah, I mean, we gave, so we gave the OT yeah. to, to Lucas, yeah. but really the OT was very collaborative. Yeah, Very that that history of Star Wars book is just a great audio book or just a great book, and yeah. Yeah, that really speaks volumes to what you're saying that that the Star Wars works when it's a visionary, but it has a collaborative aspect. Yeah, you need with you need the vision. vision, but you need to see it through under you know with with collaboration. You well, know, you, you know, I I think in the in the in the industrial world or just just in technological terms, they say that uh, good technology is akin to magic. Right. It, it works so well that you don't really understand how it works, but it's something that you can make and something that you can put your hands on. I think it's the same. You know, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent, Ron and, 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 and Tony. This look, um, Lucas is a genius, but unfiltered genius is close to madness. Right. So you definitely need somebody to hold the spigot, you know, of, of the of the thought well yeah. that. Yeah, and out. I think that's why that's why Favreau and Filoni work so well, because you know Favreau has the excitement, and he you know he does have Star Wars knowledge, and the clown. Then, like like uh, Ricky, I think was saying, or or somebody was saying that you know that you got you got Fav uh, Filoni saying reining him in and saying no, no, it's 
that yeah, requires. I don't, know. I don't know if that's how. Do you really want to? You want? You want? You want? You want? You want Mandalorian to say McClunky? Really? I'm so glad sure it was in how there. much of that was a serious conversation. It wasn't them sat down at a table discussing it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was just a. We just saw a brief scene of them together having a bit of a laugh. I mean. Yeah. How much of that was his serious suggestion? Agreed, but there was some bit of... If it, was a kind, it was a kind of now. seriousness where it's serious until somebody calls you on it, and you're like... Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly... Yeah. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the scenario. Yep. You know? <laughs> but there's there's a lot he of... He does that, baloney, and he has a bunch of yes-men going, around, oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that, let's do that, and then we'll all be like there, screaming, what is going on there, with this? There is, there is the humility aspect, right, of Favreau to be able to look at this neophyte... Um, storyteller and Dave Filoni and say, you know what? I yeah, you're right. This this isn't a bad you idea. The, so had had he thrown that in there, I probably wouldn't have minded it myself. <laughs> oh, we would have all. No, that would have. I'm not sure it's going to well. show up at some point, you know, because yeah. It well, was, but, it, it kind of did though, didn't it? Because someone says oh, in that yeah, book, it's, a, it's yeah in the in that Boba Fett thing, yeah, someone yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, he still used it. Yeah, 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 you're right. So right, he got See, it in, so to speak, but he didn't get the Mando person. shooting out the light or whatever that scene was. That was crazy. And then the other part of that takeaway was the and yeah, okay, so I won't get into it. It was a whole Ahsoka so, Rosario. You don't, you don't. Or, that scene wasn't in Jabba's okay. palace because I, I assumed it was that same scene with uh with Jabba's palace. No, no, when they were discussing it, I think it was something yeah. else. Boba, it, was episode, Boba, it was the first episode where he shoots out the light. He strings yeah. up the mob yes, boss. Yes, that's what it was. And yeah. shoots yeah. out the light yeah. so that all the things yeah. would attack him or whatever. He was supposed to shoot, out, say, McClunky and shoot out the light. I'm so yeah. glad that didn't happen. <laughs> but but, but uh, Bib Fortuna does say it at the end of uh, yeah. the rescue. He's uh, there, Somebody's coming down the steps and he says McClunky. That's right. So it's so weird. What the hell does McConkie mean? <laughs> well, that's for us to discuss. Anyhow, we're, we're well over time, and uh, back to we need to go back to uh, real worlds and stuff. I suppose, unfortunately. No. Back I know to it's life. terrible. As it, it was, well, I was going to say the only other thing from that from that corner, oh, the only thing from that gallery thing that, that surprised me was the fact that the. Um, Oh, crap, what are they called? Uh, dark, the Dark Troopers are actually yeah. Yeah, people. people People in them. Yeah, I was surprised yeah, that was I just thought that sure. was all CGI completely. Um, I did not expect to see that they you know, got all those people dressed up and uh, all that armor and uh, stuff. So and well it, done. It's only the action, so well it's only done. some of the pipes and other moving bits, but they CGI'd, CGI'd in. Yeah, that was a big surprise. And the, yeah. the pink shorts guy, the pink shorts guy. Yes, that? that was awesome. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> I took a, a screenshot. I took a picture of that going, holy crap, what that guy is. And I think <laughs> that speaks volumes to, to to the Mandalorian. And I thought the same thing as they're showing the show. All the artists and workers and everybody that's doing the behind the scenes mm, people that yeah. I don't know any other names. Where they're putting love, care and, and energy that, you know, they're all fans putting in a lot of detail into something that will never be seen. Or I didn't notice on screen at all, but I know I appreciated it because it was in there kind of thing, whatever. That's <laughs> another part of the success, I think, that is the Mandalorian. They're not how, just farting out content. They're making Star Wars. How can you how can that kind of goodwill not win? Right. That's yeah. you know. Well, if the story is no good, <laughs> you can you can put all the love and detail you want into things, but you know if you're saying McClunky as you shoot out the lights, then you know. <laughs> well, it's never it's it's never it's never one thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, but pink shorts was, was, was very welcome. 
Record it today. Today. We shall return next month for more. And the final word, obviously, is McClunky. McClunky. Happy New Year, Stephen. (laughs) Cheers. Happy New Year, Senators. Happy New Year. Stay safe, everyone. Yeah.